welcome everybody back to Stand By Your Band. This is a very special episode we're doing. Tom Takar is currently in LA, so I'm going to be hosting this one with Brett Arnold. Hello. Who you may remember most recently from our Cats episode. I did defend the movie Cats. But don't judge him for that. Uh, don't. His previous episode was about the band Umphreys McGee, and this is a very special episode because we are joined by the keyboard player from Umphreys McGee, Joel Cummins, everybody. I am. I just want to point out I'm being held against my will. <laughs> <laughs> Not here by choice. This is a, we yeah. threw him in a van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very old school style. Um, uh, yeah, I'm very excited to do this because, yeah, we always talk about bands and uh, we have not had the chance to have someone who's had uh, an episode about them come onto the show. So this is very exciting for us. Uh, and you listened to it when it came out. And what did you think of Brett, uh, <laughs> how he did on the show? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he tried really hard, but <laughs> fortunately, you guys are super clever. Oh, wow. Thank um, you. And, you know, the truth of the matter is when you've been a band for 22 years, you make lots of mistakes. So. There were a litany of things for you guys to pick on with us. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we, we hope we weren't too, uh, too harsh. Uh, I, it was all true. I mean, <laughs> you know, what can I say? <laughs> you know, I, had, I have uh, some of my like, best friends have been indie guys forever, and they would always go see you, and they were so excited uh, when I told them that we were doing this today. Uh, I had a group chat with like five guys that are freaking out right now <laughs> that uh, I'm talking to you, so it's, uh, it's truly an honor. And, uh, well, cheers. Yeah, cheers. Um, I'm required to say this, but I'm happy to be here. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> Remember the against the will thing he said at the top throughout this whole time. Um, I actually have the the messages you sent to me after I sent you the podcast, oh. which are very funny. I just pulled them up. Okay. All right. Um, you said, um, my favorite thing that you said is, it's so hard to listen to. Good God, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> 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 um. And you said you were pretty upset that we talked a lot about your Chicago advertisement <laughs> song, which I don't know if you've gone on record about before, but I want I want to say wasn't it like you recorded a song with like Buddy Guy like his horn section or something like it was uh, Buddy Guy's on it and um, it's the Chicago horn section. Oh wow! From the from the band, from the Chicago. band Chicago. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, Chicago so, Transit Authority. Yeah, I th I think the uh, the big misconception here is that we had a uh, I mean it was kind of a funny project and we had a number of lyrics that were handed to us so um, oh yeah they wanted written. they wanted certain phrases to to appear in there it was it was um, going to be an advertisement for the the tourism board or mm -hmm. something and so it was going to be in cities. Elsewhere that were not Chicago. Was That's where it would play. Idea. Okay. Yeah. Like the pure Michigan ads yeah. that we have to see in Chicago. So yes. I think, right, exactly. So I think it would be much more, um, much more convincing, you know, for somebody that didn't know Humphreys or didn't know Chicago. That was the idea. Unfortunately, you know, we kind of let the cat out of the bag and um, didn't really an anticipate the, uh, the vitriol that, that we received. <laughs> So, <laughs> what year was that? Do you remember? It was, I want to uh, say like 2011 or 2012. It was Rahm Emanuel I mean, who wrote those lyrics personally. We're really, <laughs> yeah, right. We're we're really nitpicking eight years later. If yeah, we're still yeah. going back to that. Um, I mean, it's really like it's kind of hard to find online. I feel like it's just it was a thing that happened, and I don't know. Has I think what I said on the old episode was has any tourism board written song ever been good? 
Um, and I don't know if anyone has receipts on that, yeah. but it seems like a hard there's, thing. There's got to be a couple good ones out there. Right? Well, Bernie Toppin used to write for the Manchester Tourism Board. They had some amazing songs. <laughs> back, <in the> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back in the lean Elton years. Yes, exactly. Yeah, a little Tourism Board gig. Yeah, so you've been watching the Rocket Man deleted scenes. I just read the book, his uh, Elton John's book. Oh, okay. So he's been on the mind. Um, I see. So I wanted to talk about so being in a jam band. Do you like first of all jam band as a categorization? Do you have any qualms with that? Ooh. Well, I, I just want to lead off by saying I don't even really like our band. So <laughs> um, this, this is, is the twist that you could not you could not anticipate. No. <laughs> So I'm here to clear the air. Um, this is a bombshell episode. <laughs> <laughs> bombshell episode. Dude, you're going to be on liveforlivemusic.com, the front oh. page splash. The story's already up. I already <laughs> tweeted it. Um, yeah, so it's interesting because to some people, to the people on the inside of it, I don't think they really care. Mm-hmm. But it has this horrible, you know, I mean, even to me, um, I, I feel like people that don't know what happens at our shows, they get a the completely wrong idea of what we are immediately mm. when you say that. Totally. Um, and the reason that's true, I think, for Humphreys McGee is just because we've tried to kind of evolve our sound into a way that, that's more um, progressive and rocking and, and focused. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, aside from the 62-minute Ringo that we just did, we're not a very, like, noodly... You know, we kind of get to the point and... Yeah, noodling um, is definitely the thing that people uh, get mad about. Yeah. yeah, like, you know, we're, we're, we're not like... Uh, I don't know. It's, it, I think you immediately conjure... Um, it's more of a, like a Grateful Dead sound to me, mm-hmm. right. which is cool. It's great. It's its own thing. It's just not what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I saw you guys for the first time after we recorded the podcast at the Cap Theater. Uh, also, it was against his, also against as well. <laughs> no, it was also great. Against, we have a lot of people being forced to do things here. <laughs> well, I rem- it, was, uh, it was right after Tom Petty had passed away, and you guys opened with Running Down a Dream, and it was such a great cover. It was awesome. Um, yeah, that's really- yeah. We'd never played that one before. We just kind of learned it that day. Yeah, you nailed that. And it was, uh, well, Brett had talked about in the first episode, he called you guys a cover band. Oh, God. <laughs> that's oh got... yeah. There you go. That's the thing I got a lot of shit for. That was probably right when I wrote you. What? Why are you making me, why are you doing this to me? Yeah, well, I, sa- I meant it as a compliment when I said it. I-, I think I had a bunch of asterisks even then. I was like, well, I think they wouldn't like me to, to say this. But I just think... Because I was trying to say, when you guys do a cover, I feel like it sounds like the song you're covering. And that's impressive to me. And I, it was meant as a compliment. But I didn't mean to reduce right. Freeze down to a cover band. But I do think you are. You guys do great covers. And you, you've debuted two this weekend so Thank far. You. Thank you. And I'm yeah. assuming a third tonight. But this episode is coming out later. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this opportunity that. to tell you guys about a little uh, game that we have. I might have taught Brett this, but mm. um, there's two ways it can happen. It's called the Complisult game. What is it called? And Complisult game. So there's people that are like Brett that okay. think they're giving someone a compliment <laughs> and then realize that, you know, this, you know. This is not how they're taking it. Yeah. And um, yeah, and then we've we've turned it on its head and said, let's see if we can try to like intentionally come up with stuff like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Mm. So like for instance, uh, let's say oh, good. let's say I'm Brett ready. was a musician and I, mm. I you know, was really enamored with his show. So <laughs> I'd come up to him and be like, Oh Brett, man, my wife and I have seen you guys now a bunch of times and 
I just got to say, like, we have the best time every night, and it's because, like, we've never found a band that reminds us of our wedding band, like you guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, you guys just bring us back to that night. It's so special. Thank you so much. That's so, so funny. So that's how you took that. That's exactly how I took your comment, yeah. Great. Cool. My, uh, my brother exactly gave me one of those over uh, the holiday <laughs> yeah. break where I was home. I did a show in Chicago at the hideout, and it was like packed out. It was a great show. My brother on the way home was like, yeah, that show was really great. I don't get why people weren't laughing more. It was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, oh, well, I thought they were, but... <laughs> yeah, from my vantage point, it was fine, but uh, thanks. Yeah. Do you get like... So are there a lot of people... That are tweeting mean things about everybody. You know, like, how do you get lumped into jam band stuff? And like, how does that affect I see you? That shit. you? Or do, do you get yeah. mean people tweeting at you? Oh, a lot of, a lot of, well, <laughs> no, usually it's, it's more subtweets though. There very few of them actually yeah, yeah, yeah. want to get my attention. But then you find them. I yeah, don't know I how find you them. find them, but you I, find I can't, them. And you will engage. Can't reveal my ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, does I, it get to you at all or not? I was trying to explain to him like the discord of like some jam fans, how like, I love fish. I love Humphreys. Like, I don't really, it doesn't matter. Like, it, I don't know. There are some people who are very one or the other and I see them go at it on Twitter. And it's like, I just, I definitely, I've never tweeted in that way ever. And I just don't, I distance myself from it. Um, I feel like you snarkily will comment on that. And that, those are the ones I enjoy. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, just, you know, social media is a lot more fun when people are just making jokes at each other. Yes. Um, as opposed just to riffing on the joke of the day. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to trying to make some sort of, um, earnest point, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, so I think it's fun to, you know, and, and some people I think probably will just see my response and they don't know or care who I am because most people don't know who Humphreys McGee is. Right. And, you know, and they'll, you know, they'll, they'll there's a lot of opportunities for humor there. Let's put it that <laughs> way. Um, but, you know, we've always been kind of self-deprecating. And I, I, I think our, our music is definitely not for everyone. I totally acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have good taste, you're not going to like Humphrey's <laughs> McGee. You know? And that's, <laughs> and that's why you don't like so, him. You have good taste. Fortunately, there are a lot more dumb people in the world than smart people. So <laughs> that really... No, that's no. why you tour the country. You hit everywhere. Yeah, yeah, you get everybody. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I I don't really, uh, you know. Fortunately, there are enough people who do like what we do, and yeah. we we actually get, I feel like, a lot more positive feedback than uh, than than negative. I mean, it's it's interesting because we go up there and play shows, and to us, it twenty five hundred shows in, it's kind of, it feels like it's it's just our everyday thing. It's like yeah what you do and so sometimes you kind of forget that it's bringing people together and that this is something that can create a lot of joy in a lot of different people's lives mm -hmm. and and so honestly for that that when we hear about things like that you know people that met their best friends or or, or you know met a significant other and got married um that kind of thing i think is what now makes the music even kind of more important on a different level totally there's like I would say there's a faction of Umphreys fans that are like statisticians about it and like I mean there's a whole website to cater to that all things dot com I'll plug it right now I wasn't told to um, but <laughs> that was um, that was free will right yeah there. total free Not, will total very natural yeah. um, but my question to you is I know you're a fish fan and you I'm sure you at one point in time were obsessive about it in that way so like. Um, are you obsessive about your own band in that way? Do you know? Do you listen back every every show 
I mean, I don't listen back to everything, but the things that I feel like I need to listen back to or, you know, I should, I will. <laughs> okay. I want to hear if, you know, things are sounding good. Obviously, um, you have the two different things. Are you playing a composition well? And was this a good creative moment? And the reason is it's kind of hard sometimes um, when you're in that moment of creating, you're not thinking about really remembering something except for the fact of like we're improvising this riff and we go away from it it's like okay should probably remember what i played 30 seconds ago in case we go back to it you mm -hmm. know but like as the show's going along i'm not at all i'm always thinking about what's happening right in that moment or what the next thing is you know there's no time spent processing what happened yeah so it's funny how sometimes i can listen back to things and like i'll know what i'm gonna do before it happens right. that that'll happen sometimes, but also there are times where I'm like, Oh, I don't remember this happening at all. You know? So yeah, I think that's wow. like, I don't know. I mean, you've, you've hit 10,000 hours or whatever the, the threshold for expert is so many years ago. I feel like at this point, like, yeah, right. Right. So like, I feel like, we've, how do you remember? Yeah. You must not remember every note you play every show. Well, and, and so much of it is muscle memory too. So, um, you know, th things oftentimes are tighter when you're not super fo like you're just you're more letting it happen naturally because my hands know what to do at this point. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think, you know, we have 200 original songs or something that we probably still play. So there's a lot of stuff to know, and like yeah, we have to go wild. back and you know and, and all work those on covers that you're known uh, for, and, and then you add in the the covers, which really make the show. And the requests you guys take that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyone who wants to hear a song just yell it out. And, yeah, uh, yeah, anybody. I mean, one of the yeah people say we are some of the best at taking requests. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about uh, you came out with a book about. Uh, can you give me that title? I it's the, the title. realest guide to successful music career. So yeah, I I, uh, I think that's really cool. And just as someone who is in you know creative field, also I think it's something that's really helpful because I think people really have no idea about the finances of any creative endeavor. Um, as we learned on our last podcast when Brett said oh, <laughs> that yeah. you guys were that's the richest people in the world. Another thing you got <laughs> mad at. No, the, you you came at me with saying they were rich, and I'm like, yeah, they sell out Red Rocks three nights in a row. They're doing great. And then you told me, you know, you, it's Umfries is like an organization. That's like a business, and there's a bunch of people on your staff. And yeah, and we give them all health care. Yeah, you know, they're on salary. They got health care. Um, sorry, you you had a question. I'm yeah. not sure what Brett is talking about. Oh no, yeah, I just wanted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of interested in yeah, in what kind of the book like. What are you just kind of laying out? The realities of how you need to tour with the way streaming works now and everything is there's no real money in album sales. And I just put out right, an album right, last right. year, so I kind of have realized that. And uh, yeah, you're like, oh yeah. no, where's the windfall? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I try to cover as many different areas as I could. Mm -hmm. um, and I brought in a lot of other people to talk about it, people that had way more expertise than me, um, you know, particularly as, as it goes with uh, how to put out music, streaming, uh, using. Uh, you know, social media and technology to your advantage mm -hmm. and how, um, <clears throat> how that can be a helpful thing. But, um, Sid Schwartz, uh, was, was the guy that really contributed on that. And he, uh, From FAO a, Schwartz, the toy a, store. right, yep. exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, they have been making toys for 
over 50 years, so obviously they're doing something yes, right. Yes, exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, we really branched out into music, <laughs> toys. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's conversations with Huey Lewis, uh, Chuck Lavelle, Victor Wooten, oh, wow. Susie, Susan Tedeschi, um, Ivan Neville, Taylor Hicks, a lot of uh, different people. Uh, Pete Shapiro, whose venue we're playing at tonight, the Brooklyn Bowl. Oh, I yeah. love Brooklyn yeah. Bowl. Yeah. 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 Do you know about this abandoned Chicago Brooklyn Bowl that I've heard was coming and then isn't happening anymore? Oh, wow. I didn't hear about that. Does anyone have inside info? <laughs> I could you tell can... you. Yeah. You'd have to kill me. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I, I went and visited uh, one place where they were looking at. I mean, it's it, it's such a, a tricky thing to figure out the right neighborhood and also to have the uh, the blessing of your neighbors as well that would mm-hmm. want that to happen. That's another thing I talked about in the last episode that I think most people agreed with is that the Chicago venue situation is pretty dire. I think it's getting better, but it, I, I just the 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 thing the, the venues I grew up going to are like the Riv and the Aragon and the Vic, and I feel like they all still sound shitty when you're there. Uh, do you have any? That that may be a problem with your ears. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah. Do you have you like can't a really favorite? Fix that. Uh, do you have a favorite venue in Chicago? Um, whew, they man. famously hate to play Chicago. They don't play. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they won't do it. Well, I'll say this: the um, there there's so many. I mean, I bet we've played fifty different places in yeah, Chicago. Yeah, yeah. But the most recently, we uh, played this venue that has only been a concert spot for I think three or four shows so far, but. Um, they basically took uh, an area of, on the lakefront right near Fullerton and Lakeshore Drive mm-hmm. and fenced it off, and it's called the Lakefront Green. So the view is uh, back looking down at the Chicago skyline, like through the stage. That's incredible. Um, and we got lucky this year, and we did it, and we had like, it was like a 75-degree sunny day. Oh, it was beautiful. Just, it was perfect. So, um, So that one was pretty fun, and I've, you know... I'm hoping that's a place that maybe we can do some more stuff at it in the future. Um, always love the Park West. Yes, I love you know, Park West. Yeah, yeah. Kind of has that Club 54 vibe. Yeah, it's so that's cool. A great um, but that was our our first real big venue that we played in Chicago, and now Brennan and Jake do their holiday shows there. I, Umphreys hasn't played there in a while, but um, it's too tiny. I, I love it. It's it's like a thousand person spot. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what is Brooklyn cool Bowl? That's about a thousand, isn't it? Like twelve hundred. Uh, it is like eight fifty to a thousand, depending okay. on the configuration. Right on. Do you have I like think... dream venues that you haven't played yet? Seems like you guys have played everywhere now. Yeah, right. No, they mostly put us in the crappy places, so <laughs> we still have a lot of dream <laughs> yeah, venues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, They're playing in Iceland soon. Oh, wow. yeah, we are. We are. That that was. So here's a funny comment from that. Um, we, you know. We play 85 shows a year all around the U.S. Mm-hmm. and then occasionally do we'll do try to do like one or two international things a year. And this upcoming year, we announced we were doing three nights in Iceland. And, we, you know, we kind of thought to ourselves like, OK, hopefully people will be interested in this. Maybe a few will. Yeah. But it's probably not going to do as well as like holidays. The, you know, the event right. that we, we have a, uh, an event in the Caribbean that we've we've done annually for years. I went to and, one of those. Uh, it was lovely. Oh, wow. Yeah. Indoors. Oh, yeah. On the beach. Set set up a stage on the beach That's and amazing. just have like a four-day party. Um, but anyway, so we put it on sale and it sold out in five minutes. Wow. And is that Icelandic people or is that? No, no. no. It's, people it's, coming it's, out. That's wow. Definitely mostly people from the U.S. I think we, uh, we, right now there's somewhere between like 80 to 100 local ticket sales per night. So Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So some people got in on it. But... Um, that's cool to hear too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but, uh, 
somebody who was uh, a local there, you know, like was told they're like, oh yeah, we had no idea who this band was. They came and sold out three nights at the Harpa Concert Hall, and they're like, oh yeah. Well, the next gig, they should play the soccer stadium. You know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that should be uh, one of your dream yeah. venues. Yeah, yeah. soccer stadium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So whatever the Iceland stadium is, we're, that's yeah. next up. 2021. You know? Yeah. That's next up. So. Uh, is holidays uh, coming back this year? You don't, you can't, you probably can't. I'm trying to get all these scoops. Yeah, from. I'm I know, sorry. man. I'm, my God. journalist instincts are kicking in. <laughs> I'm sorry. So much this more. is a fun <laughs> podcast. This is his podcast. I'm sorry. I should. Um, I'll shut up. We should really quickly. I want to play uh, my co-host uh, Tom Takar is in L.A. Uh, he left a voicemail for us oh, uh, for us to play. So I want to let's listen to that now. Okay. Before I forget. Hey guys, it's they went to Tom. Uh, my new weekly segment. Uh, this is Tom Takar, the the Wolf of Dog Street. Uh, sorry I can't be there. Thanks so much for coming on, Joel. I'm sorry yeah, hey, to miss it, but Tommy said he needed some space, and uh, he handed me a one way ticket to Los Angeles. And said if I knew what was good for me, I'd, I'd get on the plane. And uh, It's a theme. He, yeah, we he alluded to having a gun in his pocket. I don't know if it really was one, but he seemed serious, so I figured I'd get out of town for a little while. But uh, thank you for coming on. Um, I don't remember what I said about the band last time you were on, so or last time we talked about Humphreys McGee. But uh, you know what? If I did say anything negative, it is 100% Brett's fault. For doing a bad job. That's the only thing I do remember about the the last episode is that he did do a bad job, um, and a lot of people said it. So that's not my words, even though I am saying them right now, and I do um, endorse them. But they aren't mine; they're the people's. Um, Brett did point out to me that I said some pretty bad things about South Bend, Indiana, last time we talked about this. To which I say, I stand by all of those statements 100%. Um, it's a, it's not a great place. Uh, listen back to the things I said about it last time if you want to you hear my anecdotal evidence. But uh, you can look this up. It actually has the highest population of people who smoke cigarettes with other people in the car, including children. And that's oh printed on God. their city statue. Where do you find that they're like proud of it. It's on their Wikipedia <laughs> Uh, anyway, thanks again, Joel, and thanks to Brett for doing all of the recording and editing, which I assume is what is happening if we are hearing this episode since I'm not there. It's true. Uh, I did listen to the top five songs on Spotify again, and I had a, I had a real good time listening to them, so it's a, it's going to be a yes yeah, you know for me, why? dog. They're, they're mashups. Um, I love the song, <laughs> Come Your Kids, and actually, I heard Tommy, maybe he was just saying he wanted to... I, he was saying something about coming and kids. I don't. I think he was listening to this when I was at his place last time, but it might have just been he was talking about something else. Um, all right, uh, miss you, Tommy. Come miss you guys. Kids. Top five. Uh, me and Tommy are doing a live episode of Stand by Your Band at oh, <laughs> Treefort Festival in Boise at the end of March. So come to that. Uh, miss you guys. Come Keep to Boise. Crispy. Bye. Yes. <laughs> come to Boise. What'd you think of the voicemail, Joel? <laughs> I mean that was that was very thorough for two minute voicemail or whatever that was. Very to the point. Um, yeah, I mean there was there was really no need to restate uh, his position on South Bend <laughs> when he just went ahead and agreed with himself. I, you know what what was that? When's the last um, time you guys played in South Bend? Two thousand eleven. Oh my god! Yeah, we're we're playing in South Bend for the first time uh, in uh, nine years, and it's. You know, one of the, uh, I think one of the better selling shows so far on the tour. Is that right? Yeah. Where are you playing? What venue? Uh, it's called the Morse Center. It's like the where the symphony plays. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Um, so cool. take that, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing that uh, we talked about a lot, because the last very mean voicemail on the last episode, uh, shout out to Jared. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he mentioned, and I think we talked about it later, he said he just kept railing against the name Humphreys McGee. Mm. I feel well, like this was a thing you probably must deal with. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've acknowledged to ourselves and to the public that it was an extremely poor decision, and that's in the book as well. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I mean, you should <laughs> really... Chapter one, like, don't name your band this. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's a double-edged sword, though, because, you know, we do have, like, 98% of the people don't like us because they hear the word jam band, and then 2% who are like, I'm not into Irish music, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have that happening as well. Real Dropkick um, Murphys vibe. But... It's also like if if you type UMPH into the you know the Google search, it comes up you know SEO. And oh yeah. So there's there's reasons why that's actually a good thing in the end. Whereas totally. you know if you have a band name, you know if you started a band in the '90s and you didn't predict that there were going to be a lot of things, you know a band like Live. Yeah, Live. Yeah. Perfect. Terrible SEO. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can't find him. Can't, can't find him anywhere. There is. Uh, before I forget, I texted my friends who are big Humphreys fans, and I asked them if they had any questions for you. And one of the ones was my my friend Peter said uh, that you played in a band called Stomper Bob with uh, that's true with our second grade teacher at St. Francis uh, Xavier and Wilmette, uh, whose name was Miss McDowell. Um, Nina McDowell, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So she was our singer. He just told me to bring that up. So, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, Miss McDowell. Yeah. yeah. What was Stomper Bob's? What, what were the Stomper Bob days? Well, we were a band for three years, and this, the sound kind of changed as the, the members changed and graduated. Um, but we started out being like kind of a, a 70s cover band let me tell you the covers were great uh, yeah. <laughs> i would have loved stomper bob <laughs> yeah you would have loved stomper bob uh that's good um yeah but we we eventually put out an album of original material as well nice um yeah and is so a, is that available um not to the public we, i've done Ooh. my best to hoard those cds <laughs> i've got most of them now oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> buying them back from people <laughs> yeah totally buying them back watching for them to pop up um i um when i was like in high school i had a little four track recorder and i recorded so much original music that if anyone ever found would sink me as a, <laughs> as a person and i'm just like i know it's in a storage unit somewhere and someone could just kill me with it if they uh, ever found it but yeah yeah I mean, fine that's Joke. That's my daily life, man. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Every day writing stuff that just makes people angry. <laughs> <laughs> when did you guys start? Um, rec- I guess you were recording shows right from the go, it's, it's, it seems like, pretty much. We we had a, a little uh, Sony tape deck, a dual tape deck. Yeah. And so we were able to record two tapes at once of the performance as it was happening. And uh, so we plugged a couple microphones into that. And, oh wow! And then you know there would be a uh, a fight at the end of the night over who was going to take home the tapes. Who got the tapes? Oh really? Yeah. 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 Wow. So, uh, yeah. I mean, again, we have most of that stuff with no intention of putting wow. it out. Trust me. The, you know, I mean, we were a bar band playing for beer and and pizza. I mean, we you know we got paid. I, I had a five hundred dollar minimum for us. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. You know, that's not bad. Yeah, for South Bend. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tom. Yeah, Tom would be riffing here. That is a year here. a year of rent in South Bend. <laughs> Five hundred yeah, bucks. No, yeah. There there was a uh there was a house at one point we were paying it was four of us staying there. Uh, three people in the band, and I think the rent was four fifty a month. Wow! And then we let Andy come and crash on the couch for an additional uh, fifty a month. <laughs> wow. yeah. That the math doesn't quite work out, but I like it. <laughs> the band members, you guys live in different cities, right? Is that mm-hmm. uh... well? Now they do. Now you do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How does that? Yeah. How, how does, does that, that affect cha- touring and everything? Uh, we, I mean, we fly. We pretty much do three or four days in a row, and then take a couple days off. Most of us in the band have kids and wives and mm-hmm. stuff at this point, so um, it's just better, you know, neither, we don't drive our wives crazy then, we don't drive each other crazy, yep. it's that nice balance, and, you know, unfortunately, um, I would probably, as a business person in my book, I should say this is a bad idea, yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's also been a good long-term decision, because, you know, we just don't do the whole, like, go out on the road for six uh, weeks at a time. And not stop. Is that what you used to do, though? You used to you do like a We'd, van? <laughs> did you do the van across the country? Yeah, we did a Suburban and another car with a trailer. Oh, Suburban, nice. For like, yeah, I think it was a six-week summer tour. And <laughs> oh, my God. that was the only time we did a six-week <laughs> summer tour. <laughs> what year was you, that? Uh, 2001, I think. So summer those, of 01 or summer yeah. of 02. So those probably aren't up on Nugs.net either. No, no. <laughs> no come on. Not. Yeah, Tommy Listen. doesn't know the lingo that, of the jam world. That's a real yeah. site. My friend, There's, it is the Spotify of the jam world, and it's not to be laughed at. You know, oh we're, we're, we're friends with uh, the, the guys that, that own that. And they're like, one of our favorite emails we got was from some guy like, hey, you know, my wife works at the bank. Is there any way you could charge me and for it to not show up as nugs.net? <laughs> <laughs> like, I have no problem paying for the service, but just this is going to be a problem. That is hysterical. That's amazing. Oh, my God. Um, it's been half an hour, and do we have to go to the show? <laughs> yeah, we we have to go pretty soon. I mean, I feel like I haven't even had the chance to defend myself. Yeah, yet, I know. Yeah, we let's, yeah, before let's we give go. him the platform. To I wanted to ask. Yeah, stand by your band, man. Yeah, well, you have to lead with questions, though, right? <sighs> I mean, well, the first thing before we get into your band, I want to ask. So, kind of the premise. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. Well, the premise of the podcast, you know, we have guests come on, they talk about a band they like that kind of gets made fun of or they might be a little embarrassed about. So do you have anyone like that that you're a fan of that you would feel compelled to defend? I mean... Not to put you on the spot, I'm sorry. You know, Coldplay is kind of a problem for me. Oh, yeah. We Um, uh, we recently did a Coldplay episode. Yeah, and, you know, the whole thing is that um, Chris Martin's got some, you know, he's got some essential piano parts even though they're pretty yeah uh they're pretty pretty basic mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um you know i i hear piano on a song on the radio you know preaching to the choir there so do you guys ever play clocks or anything <laughs> um here's a funny one so i actually teased it once <laughs> and you started playing the part yeah yeah it, i mean i wasn't we weren't gonna play the song but i just started playing it like between songs yeah. again like yeah, i, yeah. I want to say this was it Mitchell Walker Brewing Company in South Bend, okay. where this happened, and people started booing. No way. Yes. Get the fuck wow. out of here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, Apparently, we're not such a great cover band. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, you were too good, and they too recognized good. it, yeah. and they were mad. Um, one of the best shows I've ever seen to this day is their headlining set at Lollapalooza, whatever year that was, like 08 or 2010. It was incredible. Incredible show. Yeah, I they, got some, yeah, they got some I hits. Yeah, I cannot get through their new, their new album at all. 
I don't know if you haven't listened to it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you're, um, you're safe on that. What one. about when you were younger? Like any bands that you really liked when you were seventh or eighth? Like usually people talk about bands like you know seventh or eighth grade or oh, high school. Okay. Those are like usually where the really embarrassing ones come in. Yeah. Right. I mean, Dokken. I um, don't know Dokken. Yeah, I, I like Dokken a lot. George Lynch had some uh, good guitar solos. Mm. Um, let's see. I mean, I was kind of into the you know I was into like uh, Kicks and. Um, you know, Metallica. Oh, yeah. Fuck I yeah. Mean, Did you see the movie? <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. Some kind of monster movie? Oh, my, my, one of my favorite scenes from that. I love the one with uh, Lars and his dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, okay, so so Lars is, just to set up the situation here, He's the album hasn't come out yet, and they've got some like weird choral piece. I don't even know, remember exactly yeah. what it is, but it was it was something like more cinematic, mm-hmm. you know, than Metallica is kind of known for. And so Lars is all excited to play this for his dad for the first time. And so he plays it for him and they sit there and he's like, so dad, what'd you think? You know, and he sits there and he's like, I would say delete that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's when the recording like St. Anger, right? Like, yeah, St. Anger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, he was probably right. <laughs> I'm sure you guys play oh, St. Anger every once it was, in a while. It was yeah. such a great unintentional, yeah. co- you know, comedic moment. <laughs> and like, and Lars is just so defeated, you know? He, oh, yeah. That is what? a harrowing fucking yeah. documentary. Yeah. Have you ever, have you had like people in your family or people you're really good friends with that like love you as a person but don't love the band? Has that ever happened? Oh, uh, yeah, all the time, of That's course. A great question. <laughs> I mean, way more people don't like us than like us. So, you know. Is that yeah, what yeah. you really believe and find? Um, yeah, well, either don't know or don't like. Yeah. I mean, that group is much bigger. Yeah, the, the, the don't um, know part of the graph. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, no, can, here's, I don't want to give something away. I guess you guys would be a good test audience to see yeah. what you think about this. But um, this actually resulted in me coming up with a new merch idea Ooh. that I think we're going to try. So um, just a couple weeks ago, I was out skiing with one of my good friends and, you know, we're talking and uh, she was like, yeah, so, you know, we were going to come see you guys on the 30th. It was our four night run for New Year's. She's like, and then we had a neighbor just be like, oh, we can't go. We're going to give you our tickets. We know you guys like them. And she's like, and my husband, Paul, was like, babe, you know, I'm just going one night. <laughs> you know yeah. and so you know she's like he really loves you guys and you know but he's an umphrey skeptic and i was like umphrey skeptic i'm like we gotta make that shirt the umphrey skeptic yeah. i'm like yeah. this will be great for people's significant others friends relatives <laughs> anybody who's sick of hearing them talk about umphrey's mcgee yeah you know that's yeah, a whole other part of the graph you can right and then you'll have hopefully people that would wear it ironically you oh, know yeah. trying yeah, yeah, to be funny yeah yeah. Um, but you would have some people uh, trying to earnestly wear the shirt as well. You know? <laughs> That's, That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. You got to write a second book because you got some more material. That's <laughs> perfect. I um... am. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a big, you know, not a lot of merch ideas for me. We let Ryan do a lot of them, you know, Sam, Louie, Rachel. But uh, yeah, this one hit me. And now the other great, great part of it is if we can make the shirt. Then I haven't seen him since then, so I'll be like, "Oh man, it was so great that you're an Umphrey skeptic." Because now yeah. we have a merch line, like you know, that's amazing. So yeah, I think to end, here's what here's my plan for the end. I want Brett to try and give a reformed opinion. If you were going to give a standby Umphrey's, I want you to do it in front of Joel, and then I want to oh hear Joel's God. reaction. <laughs> so, so Brett, give a pitch to someone who's not an Umphrey's fan why they should listen to Umphrey's, and then we'll have Joel respond to that. Okay. 
Umphreys. Um, they've been playing together for 20 plus years. They're an incredible live act. Their studio albums are great. They uh, have so many sounds. I couldn't even define them if I wanted to. I uh, because they have so many different sounds and uh, they nail every one. One night could be a metal show. One of the next night could be a dance show. There's reggae going on. You never know. Uh, you got uh, It's just a great experience. I've seen a hundred plus shows now. Uh, I hope to see a hundred more. I'm going again tonight. Um, I don't know. This put me on the spot. I don't know what to say. Um, yeah. How many hits do they have? <laughs> how many? <laughs> um. I, uh, so many, so many singles. You, have you ever charted on anything? Nothing? No <laughs> billboard charts? This defense fell off really quick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think we've gotten to like, uh, number 60 or 62 on the, the billboard, like the debut of the album. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, there you go. Yeah. That's so a the, hit the, right the there. The top 200. Yeah. Hit That's album. Hit album. <laughs> With the hit album. <laughs> yeah. Debuting it. You put, you put, I, that, on the, put yeah. that on the sticker <laughs> yes. for our next one? Debuting at number 60 whatever yeah. on the 200, top 200. Yeah, one of the top 60, 63 albums. Um, yeah, I yeah. just think if you appreciate musicianship and craft, like I know the word jam band people you know, get scared of, but uh, they're a very impressive band, and I think if you give them a chance, they will impress you. Wow. Joel, what do you Tommy. Think? I've got another game that we play, yes. and that is you switch. Um, it works really well in Jam Cruise, but switching the words ship and shit. <laughs> and so my remarks to you would be uh, craftsman shit and <laughs> musician shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think there's there's something to be said for we have achieved like our sound. We have a unique language that yes. that is us. And at the same time, it's not the same thing over and over and over again. Have we, you know, we can play lots of different ideas. We have yet to come up with any really good ideas, but <laughs> we can do a lot of different ideas. Yeah, yeah there's still amazing. a lot of time left for the good ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the great thing about Umphreys McGee is like there's definitely time left to, you know, <laughs> to redeem ourselves. There's one thing to take away. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Um, before you go, uh, where can people find your book? Where's the best place for them to buy your book? So you can go to Umphreys.com, U-M-P-H-R-E-Y-S.com, and go to the merch uh, tab there and get it there. Nice. You can go to Amazon.com and find it there. Mm-hmm. And, and Brett loves the way Amazon conducts business. He says he loves the, <laughs> in the, in the factories. He loves the whole thing. We're very pro-Bezos <laughs> in this house. On our next episode. <laughs> Stand by Jeff Bezos. Oh, I'm there. It's a Long Island City former resident. Um, but yeah, but thank you so much. Uh, we really appreciate it. My and pleasure. Hopefully, uh, Chris Martin will come on soon. He can talk about what we said about him, <laughs> and uh, we'll have yeah. you back for that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure Chris is very familiar with the music of Humphreys McGee, that <laughs> Irish band. <laughs> All right, you can find me on Nugs.net. I've been Tommy McNamara, <laughs> and uh, Brad. Thank you so much for co-hosting this episode and for yeah. recording it. As Tom, uh, very. As a sly insult, Tom pointed out, there's no way I would be doing the editing myself. (laughs) (laughs) I'll 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 take care of it after the show tonight. Um, (laughs) Yeah, cool. Thanks. Yeah. Bye. Keep it crispy.